Hi, podcast listeners. This is your host, Jenna Pecor, and I'm so excited to bring you our episode for today. If you are a first-time listener or a listener who has been with me since day one and you love what I'm doing, I want to encourage you to support the podcast by giving a small donation. I love bringing you new faces and interviews, but it does take time and resources to do it. And any support you'd be willing to give goes towards website upkeep, travel, time and costs and would help me greatly to keep doing what I'm doing. Give your support by going to paypal.me backslash faces of Grand Prairie. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the South Grand Prairie High School Alumni Association. This newly formed organization is trying hard to get all of our 50 graduating classes together to come together and remember where we came from, the high school that we came from, to help provide scholarships for students that still go to that school, to try to help be liaisons to that school, to be good representatives of the place where we came from, and just to get together and help each other remember our times as South Kern Prairie High School warriors. Tonight, this is February the 10th, we are having a meeting um, at Spring Creek Barbecue on the south side of town um, at 7 o'clock, and we would hope to see all of you ex- South Kern Prairie High School alumni present and or faculty if you would like to come as well you are more than welcome to come we hope to see you there podcast listeners I just want to welcome y'all today I'm with um, an alumni from South Kern Prairie High School and also she is a uh, travel agent with Family Fun Travels um, she specializes um, in Disney destinations, though she does a lot of, um, she can tra- She can help you travel anywhere in the world, but this is Lana Kluge. Hi, Lana. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for being on here. This is my first time to do a recording, not in person, and um, so we're hoping that it works out well for the listeners, yeah. so this is really cool. So, um, so Lana, when did you graduate? I graduated from South Grand Prairie in 1999. 1999. So it's been 20 plus years for both of us now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so where are you living uh, now? I live in McKinney now. Oh, in McKinney. I love McKinney mm-hmm. so much. That's another yes. place. I lived there for a few, couple of years and it's it's a great place to live as well. Yes. So, um, so what got you, one of the reasons I wanted to interview you was number one, because you are an alumni of South Grand mm-hmm. Prairie and you were the organizer of your um, 20th reunion that we had last, that y'all had last year. Mm-hmm. Well, actually just this past year. And then, um, and also because I think that you have like one of the coolest jobs ever. And I thought people <laughs> would be pretty interested in hearing about some of the things that you get to do. So, um, so number one, um, kind of talking about the alumni, you know, we're, we're forming the South Grand Prairie High School Alumni Association, and I've said mm-hmm. this before, I have no clue why we don't have one already, but, I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're forming that, and as someone that um, helped organize your 20th reunion, why do you feel like it's important for people to still go to reunions and be a part of all these things, you know, after they graduate from their high school? Well, I think it's super important. I mean, we, we grew up with these people and, you know, we did life with them for all these years. And I think it's important to stay connected. And um, I think we were very lucky to 
grow up in um, a city and a school that is so diverse that has made the people that we are today. Um, you know, I know everybody says that, says this about their class, but I truly believe that, you know, we have one of the best classes and, you know, we, we all come from backgrounds, different backgrounds, different social statuses, different religions and ethnicities. But when we all come together under one room, we're all, we're all equals and we're all friends and, um, we truly care about each other. And I think it's important to, to stay connected with your alumni. I, I agree. And like one of the things, cause I, I planned my 20th reunion as well. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I graduated 98 mm -hmm. and, um, I would agree that yes, during our time together at, at, in our high school, we, we had the best, we, we had a great experience growing, you know, in high school. Absolutely. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> what I told a lot of people to come and, and everybody's attitude is, I don't, I, I'm the people that I'm friends with or that I was friends with back then. I'm friends with now. I don't mm -hmm. need to see everybody else. And I always want to remind people that we're not 18 years old anymore. Like we're yes. in our thirties and forties mm -hmm. now. And especially when it's your 20th reunion mm -hmm. and there's a great number of number of people that you might not have ever had the privilege to know that now you're in a totally different phase of life and now you yep. can be friends on a different level. So, um, did you find it hard to organize y'all's reunion at all? Um, it, it comes, every event comes with its challenges, but luckily we had the most incredible committee of seven people that each pulled their strengths and their weight um, to make it the best reunion that we could. And we all worked so well together and we were truly sad when it was over because we just, we had so much fun putting it together. Yeah, it really, we had a great time too. So what are, one of the things I'm noticing as kind of starting this alumni association, and since we have Grand Prairie listeners that mm -hmm. now we have four different, no, we have more than that. We have the two main high schools, uh, Fine Arts Academy, Dubisky. We have, I think a, a, the girls um, and boys school both just had graduating classes. So now we have several schools that are producing graduates from mm -hmm. Curry. And one of the things that I want for these kids to know when they're graduating is that the second you graduate, you're an alumni and right. you get to be a part of that with your school. And, um, and so it's just, it's the attitude of, of staying connected and being a part of what was going on. But one of the things that I find that people are asking me tons of is, how do you even start planning something like that? And where do you, like, wh wh what do we even do? And so I know that there's some of us that have an event planning type mentality that we can mm -hmm. just kind of start and not, you know, with no ideas. Mm -hmm. But like, what were some of the ways that you got your reunion started and how did y'all start making the plans for it? Well, um, we came together um, and met about a year in advance. And um, event planning is kind of in my blood because I've done it for, um, 16 years um, prior to being a, a, a travel agent. And I still do event planning. I um, work with My Event Central, who is also owned by a Grand Prairie alumni. Um, really? Tina Love. Y'all might know her. Um, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So it, it kind of comes naturally to me. And um, uh, so we met and we went over some ideas for venues and we kind of got a head count from our 10 year reunion and kind of um, based our interest off of who might want to come to our 20 to put together a rough budget. And that's the scariest part is putting together a budget because you have no idea how many people are actually going to come. And mm -hmm. um, 
Amen, so, sister. Oh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> that is it's, hard. It's so yeah. scary. And, you know, we very we emphasize, emphasized so much to our class how important it was to um, help us out by purchasing tickets as early as possible so that we could pay our deposits and um, get a rough estimate of if we need to back off the contract a little bit or if we can increase it and make it more awesome. So it's just, it's, there's just so much that goes into it that I don't think people fully understand. Mm -hmm. And, um, until the night of when they see it all. And, um, and I, I, you know, I saw the pictures from yours as well. And, you know, it's, it's amazing how it comes together and, and it's a hundred percent worth it at the end of the day. You guys did more than just one event though, right? You did. We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we did. did you make it kind of a weekend kind of thing? We did. Yeah. We had a lot of people who flew in from out of town. So um, we did um, a pre-football game meetup. Ours was ours just, we got extremely lucky and ours was the same weekend as Beat North. Um, sorry, North <laughs> Grand Prairie <laughs> alumni. <laughs> but um, uh, so we did a, a meetup prior to the football game. Um and hung out there and went to the football game. And then the next day was the big party day. So um, it was a great weekend. So, okay. So I know you say beat North. This is funny because when I interviewed um, <laughs> Jeff Copeland, he was a city councilman. He was an <laughs> alumni South. So what do you call where y'all went to go watch the game? Um, the, the, well, we call it the Gopher Bowl. But... Yeah, exactly. I know that's what we were talking about. So we were saying, we say beat North, but we all call it the Gopher Bowl. I have probably go play at the Gopher is. Bowl. <laughs> and people try to call it the Warrior Bowl. And I'm like, I'm a warrior at heart, but it's not the Warrior Bowl. It's the it Gopher is Bowl. not the Warrior Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the reasons I wanted you to talk, talk about this a little bit is because since we are a community, uh, community face, or Facebook, since we are a community podcast for the faces of Grand Prairie, I wanted everybody to know that we are doing um, a South Grand Prairie Alumni Association. We're getting that formed right now. Mm-hmm. And so we were, um, we graduated 22 and 21 years ago, well, mm-hmm. respectively, but mm-hmm. we have had 50 graduating classes as of this mm-hmm. year. And so the SGP Alumni Association is going to be putting together a 50th celebration of all the graduating classes. And it's going to be, I know it's so exciting. It's going to be in June. Okay. We actually got um, the keys to the Gopher Bowl. We're going to be talking to people about having a flag football game. Okay. And like ex-alumni that can come back and do it. And we're going to have like a weekend event, but you know, I know that there's a lot of people listening that just kind of toss aside doing alumni stuff and getting together with other people as if it's just, yeah, it's just people I went to high school with, but they're all just people in the world that we live right. with every day. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I just, I'm, I'm glad to have somebody on that's like really passionate about it. I know that you guys had such a great time and I know that I am too. So being an alumni is really important and you're not only just an alumni of your school, you also were um, in the drill team. So you were a Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. I and was. You're, you're still really involved in that too, like getting together and doing that kind of stuff, right? Yes. Some of my lifelong to this day, best friends are former Cheyennes with me or were former Cheyennes with me. And um, I'm forever grateful for that. So yeah, we keep, we keep in touch. We have our own little Cheyenne alumni page and we keep up with the girls who are just freshly graduated to some of the original Cheyennes. So it's really neat. 
Oh, that's so cool. We're going mm-hmm. to we're gonna have to talk about that and see yeah. what we can do. But um, so the second reason I wanted to have you on is because of you, you have a really cool job. And uh, <laughs> I kind of, not. I, you know, I've been friends with you on Facebook for years and years. So I knew that you were an event planner before that. But for some mm-hmm. reason, I've just totally forgotten about that because you have <laughs> such cool pictures of all the cool things that either you or your clients are doing. Yes. And so I kind of live vicariously through your trips and then the trips that people take that tag you on there. So how did you even get to be a travel agent in the first place? Oh, it's kind of a crazy story. I'll try to keep it short, but, um, I know you've been... got time. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been doing Disney since I could walk. And so, um, you know, when I knew when I immediately, when I had kids that that was one of the first places I wanted to go with them. And, so we did Disney a couple times, and then friends started asking me um, to help with their Disney vacations and so on and so on. And um, eventually just got to a point where I was like, you know, I should really consider doing this as a job. And um, I just happened to run into the right people at the right time. Um, Hunter's preschool teacher, my son, his preschool teacher was a um, Disney um travel planner and I kind of talked to her and she introduced me to her company or and her boss and I interviewed with them and the rest is kind of history we just we hit it off and you know there's just certain people you mesh really well with and in in our industry it's extremely important to um, have an incredible support group and I do with um, family fun travels and I'm very lucky so how long have you been doing that now um, going into my fifth year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you kind of have unofficially become the travel agent for the SGP alumni. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear when I look at pictures, I'm like, yep, went to high school with them, went to high school with them. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but you still do the event planning as I well. I do. Mm-hmm. So how do you, do, which one do you spend more time doing usually? Um, you know, it just depends on the season. Um, event planning has its season and travel planning has its season. So luckily when I'm busy with event planning, I'm, I'm, I've kind of got a little break with travel planning. So it's kind of, it kind of equals out throughout the year. That's cool. Yeah. And do you work from home for the most I part? I do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Have you yes. found that like, I work from home too and, mm-hmm. um, you have kids. So I do. did you find it difficult to strike a balance when you work? I at did. Home? <laughs> At first, it was really, really hard. Um, it was very hard to find that balance. But then we all kind of got in our groove. We got in our schedules. And so about 15 years, I've been working from home. Yeah, yeah. You know, the hard part for me, I would imagine, I'm just guessing in your job, is like the moment someone says, I want to go somewhere, I would just, no matter what time of day, no matter what mm-hmm. I was doing, I just want to pick the phone up and be like, oh my gosh, let's start planning it right now. I'm so excited. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a different world. Cause I mean, you're home by yourself all day. So, you know, human yeah. interaction is very exciting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then also I'm like, Oh, I get to know this is their first tri- Disney trip or this is yes. cool. like, okay, kids, I know we're in the middle of dinner, but this is really exciting. I can't wait to right. start the planning process. Right. Um, but in the, and then also in all that you get to go on the trips yourself a lot of the time. Yes, I do go. Um, to Disney about three to four times a year. Um, oh, I know. That's so awesome. <laughs> it is. It's so fun. And, you know, we do a yearly training with our agency and it's just a, it's an absolute blast. You know, we live the, with the mentality, work hard, 
play harder. And that's exactly what we do. Oh, wow. And so those trips that you go on, how many of them are for work purposes and how many of them are like personal vacations? Um, it's about half and half. Like I do at least one training a year with my agency and then um, our family does at least one trip. And then my husband and I usually go by ourselves. At oh, least yeah, once. That's true. <laughs> so for those people, I know that there's probably a lot of people that have been to Disney, but like I is Disney totally different from when you have kids with you versus when you're just there with adults? Yes. Just... <laughs> it's, it's a totally different experience. It really is. There's, you know, you can, you can still do all the, I guess, family friendly things. And they also have more adult friendly things. And um, it's a little more laid back when it's just, you know, when you're without the kids and um, you get to take in a little more and enjoy it. Yeah. So where have you always gone when you go do like the Disney specific, whenever you do that, do you always go to Disney world or do you get to go to a bunch of different Disney places? No, I, uh, we go to Disney world, we go to Disneyland, um, at least once a year for each. Um, and, uh, we've been on a Disney cruise. We did that last year. Um, and it's on my bucket list. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, (laughs) Um, yeah. Yeah, so we do both. We do both sides of the the country, um, and eventually I'll make my way over to Disney's Alani Resort in Hawaii. Yeah, but, um, yep. That takes a little planning. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Uh, my pastor and his wife are big Disney Disney travelers, and mm-hmm. so they've gone to that resort. When they send me when they send pictures on Facebook, it's just incredible. It's so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's hard because you know one of the things about going on a Disney cruise is because I've priced them both and it's, it's hard because it's like Disney cruises. I, I don't want to say that they're expensive, but they, they are. And the, the reason mm-hmm. is, is because they're awesome. Like they're so yes. awesome, but you're sitting there going, okay, would I rather go on a Disney cruise or would I rather go to the park mm-hmm. and have like, and it's, it's hard to decide. So, um, did you get to go on the cruise as like to try, do, do you guys ever get to go try out the vacations first to kind of, so that you can talk about what's going on to your clients? Sometimes, um, not cruises, but, um, they let us tour the ships. So I, I've done two ship tours. Um, oh. so I've gotten to do that, but with the cruise that we did last year, that was strictly for vacation for our family for spring break. Um, gotcha. yeah, so we got to really enjoy it and, um, and then, disconnect and not work yeah yeah well (laughs) it makes it hard to do that on a cruise anyways yes so um so as far as like other destinations and travel Mm -hmm. um so where all have you gone and where all do you kind of want to go next well um just this past may we went to sandals in jamaica um the montego bay resort and that was oh visiting more of those properties and um this summer, uh, our family plans on visiting the Beaches Resort in Turks and Caicos. So um, we will get to try that out and report back to you on that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, we've, we've done that. We've done cruises. Um, we've done St. Lucia, um, Bahamas, um, and my bucket list is growing. I have, I created a bucket list to all these destinations that I want to go to before my kids graduate. So we're just, Slowly crossing them off, starting with New York and spring break. So that'll, that'll be exciting. That'll be nice. Yeah. So, so so you feel like people still, 
you know, there for a while, I think it was kind of thought of that with the internet and web, you know, people being able to plan Mm -hmm. their trips themselves, that travel agents would just kind of go by the wayside. But from what I've seen, that is not the case. So no. So do you get contacted quite a bit to plan? I mean, um, do you, do you ever, let me ask you this. Do you ever get people that are like, I've tried to plan my own vacation. I can't do it. And I need you. <laughs> yes, um, I do. And I get people who are, you know, they don't know what they're looking for. And, um, I have a lot of different outlets that I can go to, to find the perfect place for them. So, um, I'm kind of at their beck, beck and call whenever you need something. I, I search and search for the best deals. Um, yeah, so it's it, you would think that with all the technology out there that our job would be obsolete, but it is the complete opposite. <laughs> well, unless you're going to the same place over and over again for your family. Vacation, right. You're going to different places. Like a friend of mine, um, in, uh, actually an ex-alumni, did I lose? There you go. Um, we are turning 40 this year. Uh-huh. Um, and so we were talking at one point, this is no longer the case because we just could not fit it in about going overseas okay. and going to like Italy or someplace like that. Well, neither of us have ever been over there. I have no clue mm-hmm. what is safe. I don't know where to stay. Right. So the thought of doing that was just really daunting. And I know that if you're going with somebody that maybe has been there before, but even that, unless mm-hmm. you're going on the exact same trip, you got to have somebody that kind of knows what they're doing. So. Right. Right. So, and if, if, if it's a destination like Italy, like, you know, I've never been there, but if it's somewhere that I've never been, I have um, experts who on Europe, European travel, and that's who I go right. to. And they, I'm like, okay, I have, you know, four single women traveling internationally. I need this to be safe and in good areas and, um, you know, appropriate to their age. So right. you know, I have, I have resources for all that. Yeah. That's another, that's another point too. It's like, even if you're going to an all-inclusive beach resort, even mm-hmm. down in Mexico or someplace like that, saying appropriate for your age, I don't, as a 40 year old person, I don't want to go somewhere where a bunch of college kids are going to be partying. Exactly. Like that. mm-hmm. I'm not in that phase of life. I don't know what, what that, you know, unless I want to read through a gazillion reviews and make sure that I understand exactly what mm-hmm. that place offers. Like I need somebody that's actually been there that can say, yeah, you might want to pick a different place. Cause this is more family friendly or, right. you know, this is, this is a little bit more upscale or something like that. So I, I feel like travel agency, you know, just like any other type of industry, there's a lot of people that still feel like you're not going to need realtors. Well, of course you need realtors. Like there's, sure. we help you with the process along the way. So just because you have the internet at your fingertips doesn't mean you have all the answers to do everything. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. <laughs> and on, and on top of that, you can relate to this as well. It's, you know, you're supporting a small business when you come to us. Yes. So, um, and you know, and that's so important. That's our livelihood. And, um, the, I believe that that's one of the most important things to our business is you come to us, you're supporting a small business. You're not supporting a big corporation or big, um, discount travel site. Right. Right. Yeah. That's another one too, is, is, is just kind of knowing who is sending you there and knowing that because you actually did, um, um, help. I mean, you've helped my sister go on, I don't even know how many trips now. <laughs> yes. And like there's, there's been a lot. And so you're there, not only that, but when you get there, 
you're available if something goes wrong or yes. if something's not working properly or the app isn't, you know, picking up your pictures. Cause when you're paying for those kinds of mm-hmm. kind of packages, you know, it's important to be able to, you're, you're there in Disney world and, and the pictures aren't working. Who do I call now? I don't even know right. who I'm supposed to call right. when you have, right. you know, that person that's there with you, you can just go, Hey, Lana, you know, I don't know what's going on, but we really mm-hmm. want to get these pictures. So I think that's very important. Yeah. So, if someone wanted to get into like being a travel agent, like uh-huh. what would they have to do to even do that? Um, experience for one, you have to have a bunch of travel experience. Um, I highly recommend doing your research on agencies, um, making sure that before you go into an agency that you, you meet with an actual person and that you interview them. It's as important to interview them as it is for them to interview you. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you have a good support group. Cause I mean, you are dealing with a lot of people's money and mm-hmm. a lot of people are, you know, taking their savings to go on these bucket list trips and you better make sure it's right. And it's perfect. And, um, so it's, you know, one of those jobs where you just need to make sure that you're doing it correctly and you have that support system to help you throughout the way. God, that's a really good point, especially if they're a, a larger family, family mm-hmm. of three, four kids. That's that's an expensive, that's an, that's an undertaking. It is. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And there's a lot of pop-up travel agents, quote-unquote travel agencies, where it's more like a multi-level marketing type right. situation. And I will clarify like that. I actual actually, travel right. I'm like, I'll clarify. I am not with a multi-level marketing yeah. <laughs> agency. Ours is a, a little small town agency in Picayune, Mississippi. And I just, I just love it. <laughs> yeah. We, I'm a part of an entrepreneur woman's group on Facebook and I see that a lot. And knowing that, you know, I, I use you as kind of like a, like a measuring stick when I see a lot of people try to advertise people getting underneath them as travel agents or even right. anywhere else. I'm always so skeptical. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is that any business can look very attractive from the outside when you're doing it. And especially right. when you've been doing it for a while, you know, you have a set client customer base. You've, you've created a brand for yourself. People know that you're doing it. You've gotten to this point in your, your career with them. That yes. It looks really easy from the outside and it can be very tempting to just go, Oh, I can do that too. Mm-hmm. And then to jump into doing you know, multi-level marketing without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, what are some of the ways that you can determine if, if someone really did want to get into something like mm-hmm. this, how can you know whether the company is legit and whether it's just another pop-up? Yeah. Like know? I said, you, you got to do your research on it. Um, I encourage doing your research. I encourage uh, meeting with somebody who is an agent with that agency and, um, sitting down, having a phone conversation and interview with the owner of the agency um, and who's going to be helping you and supporting you throughout your, your career. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so do people pay to use you? No, my services are free. I am commission based only. So whenever somebody books with me, um, I am paid um, after the client has traveled by the, um, a supplier. So if it's Disney or gotcha. Car- Carnival Cruise Line or whoever, that's that's who how I get paid. I gotcha. Yeah. So using a travel agent, that that's awesome. But yeah. um, 
And if y'all want to follow, I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Like, <laughs> because I'm so busy, like I have not taken a vacation. I don't even know how long, but watching you, y'all, your page, when I get to see all the pictures, I never get tired of looking at family. Oh, thank you. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's fun, like, isn't it? You know, sometimes when you can look at it, you can be like, oh, I'm so jealous they're in Disney. I mm-hmm. don't look at it like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, those kids are having such a great time. Oh my gosh, those parents. I just, I love it so much. And, um, oh, one of the cool things that you got to do that I was actually, I was a little bit jealous of, you got to go to the new Star Wars yes. park. And you got to sit in, what was that bar that they had in the, in the movie? Oh, what is that called? Oh, Oga's Cantina. Oga's Cantina. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was that not the coolest thing ever? It was awesome. I <laughs> encourage all my clients who are, if you even have a slight interest in Star Wars, you have to go to Oga's Cantina. It is so fun. It's such an experience. Um, we're taking our kids um, the next time we go um, with them in June. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's it's you truly feel like you're walking into their world and it's really, really neat. Yeah. It looked almost, it looked exactly the same. Yeah, it is. <laughs> they play the same music. I mean, it's really, oh my it's really awesome. Yeah. And don't they have like a time limit? Like you can't sit there longer than a certain amount of time. You only did- get, you only get 45 minutes. Yeah. You have to, wow. you, yeah, you get 45 minutes. It's a one drink minimum. Um, and hopefully, you know, by the time I, eventually when the the star wars craze kind of dies down a little bit Mm -hmm. they might allow for a little more but for now it's you you make your reservation you have 45 minutes and they time you and you go in and um but at the same time you're getting amazing service and entertainment and the drinks are great and it's a lot of fun well, when you guys went, it had just opened not not long before that. Yeah, I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was pretty new. It was pretty new. Uh, yeah. So, like, if you were to hit Disney, what for somebody that has never been before and this is their mm-hmm. first trip, like, what are the top five places that you would tell them that they have to go to? Oh goodness. Okay. Um, maybe not places, but experiences. Um, you have okay. to you have to see the fireworks at Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to do a character meal. Um, you have to visit Star Wars. You would uh, put that on there as the top I would. Five? I would. Wow. Um, I'd say probably one of the. You'd have to do something. One of the nostalgic rides, and that's that's several. Um, I, my favorite nostalgic ride is Haunted Mansion. We have mm-hmm. to ride it every time we go. It's slow moving. It's not a you know. It's not a thrill ride, but it's extremely nostalgic and. Um, and you have to stay on on property at a Disney resort. It's just, oh, I know. It's you know we can do you know it's it's totally doable staying off property. But I tell you what, just in this past week, I've had two families who were staying off property and called me five days later and were like, "Okay, never mind." <laughs> really? <laughs> How much is it going to be to stay on property? <laughs> so, and sometimes it's not as prices. much more. Yeah. No, it's not that much more. So. Yeah, highly recommend it. Yeah, especially if you have to worry about getting in and out of all the parks. Like, yeah, you have to worry about the travel. Just by that's not fun. Absolutely. Yeah, and you never have to leave the magic, is what we say. And so yes. you're you're constantly there. You get you get to make your reservations earlier. It's just it's well worth it. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so just asking you a couple more questions okay. as far as being a South alum so what is 
something that you remember from South? Like, is there a teacher that you just loved or what during your time as an alumni, like what, Mm -hmm. what is something that you remember that you just loved a teacher or a class or an activity? Oh goodness. Um, Teacher would probably be Miss Donegan, Miss Billy Donegan, um, with the Media Tech team. Um, she really, she not only taught us in Media Tech, but she really kind of coached us for the next steps after graduating. Um, she really kind of pointed us in the right direction as far as um, getting scholarships and getting ready for college and applications and essays and all that. She, um, was just kind of a driving force behind that, um, mm. that I always, always appreciated, um, experiences. Yeah, y'all had a great oh, gosh, media, I don't know. media tech team. Yeah, it was so fun. It was so fun. We, we entered competitions and we had a great time. That was such yeah. a fun class. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have you been back? Did, did you guys get to go back to the school? I know that was a thing, but did y'all get to go mm. back and take a tour? No, no you didn't. No. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, like, I I don't know if you've ever been to Dubisky High School or any of the other um, high schools lately, Mm -hmm. but when you walk in, you feel like so slighted. You're like, okay, (laughs) I had none of this amazing stuff. (laughs) I mean, we thought we had amazing stuff. And then I walk in and I'm like, geez, Louise, this stuff is amazing. And (laughs) I'm, I'm trying to get students from the high schools involved in this podcast especially because you guys there was there was actually several people is from y'all's class especially mm-hmm. that went on from that group and were able to use their skills that y'all that they learned in media to mm-hmm. be able to do a lot of things like learn how to do camera work and how to oh, edit yeah. video and all that stuff and it turned out to be really mm-hmm. really helpful and with technology being as it is and the mediums changing constantly that people are using like, it's really important to have that kind of hands-on stuff. And, and GPSD does a really good job about that. But you guys produced what y'all did, The Warrior. What was the, that show that y'all did? The Warpath. The Warpath, mm-hmm. yes. And that was something that a yeah. lot of classes did. Yeah, yeah, we were Where are all those it. videos now? Uh, there is a YouTube channel. <laughs> really? There is a YouTube channel. Um, I forget the name of it. I think it's just called Warpath Videos that... Uh, one of our alumni, Dave Koss, started. So it's on there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'll have to look at that. Okay, so everybody needs to remember that. We yeah. need to go to the YouTube. That's so, so cool. But I remember, um, you know, and even the inside of South looks totally different. I was talking to Officer New the other day. Do you remember Officer New? He oh, yeah, South absolutely. Mm-hmm. So he was, when I was talking to him, I'm going to interview him, actually, because um, he's with he's does a lot with crime stoppers and stuff. Anyway, he was talking about the inside of South and he goes, you know, we were standing there, you know, by the trash cans, by the vending machine, you know, in the atrium. Uh-huh. I was like, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I do too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Spent many a morning there. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I, I know. Remember. Yeah. It's neat when you think about all that stuff, but, um, well, I'm just, I'm glad that you took the time to do your reunion last year. I know everybody had a really great time and I hope that you are a part of the upcoming 50th. And if anybody wants to be a part of that, that is listening, we are looking for people to be on the 50th anniversary committee and we've already got stuff lined up, but there's going to be a lot of that. And if you are an alumni that wants to be a part of that, like we certainly are looking for you and um, it's going to, we're going to do it after the graduation festivities of all the current 
graduating classes. But you can also, uh, each one of, pretty much every year um, has its own Facebook group. So if people are in, you know, 99, they can find the Facebook 99 and they can join that. Um, The only one I think that doesn't have individual ones now is the 70s because they've kind of lumped them all together in one big group um, just because of, you know, the year. But we're going to have hopefully a lot of faculty there and ex-faculty so we hope to be a part of it and if you guys are out there and y'all need a travel agent then you have an alumni right here in Lana and she's awesome and I can attest to that so uh, thank you Lana for talking to me today oh thank you for having me I appreciate it oh yes for sure okay have a great day and we thank will talk you. To you later all right uh-huh. thanks